Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we've got a couple more Oscar-nominated films for you. We're talking about Another Round and Pieces of a Woman. Yes, Another Round is nominated for Best um, International Film, Best Foreign Film, right? And then Best Director? Yep. Um, And then Pieces of a Woman, uh, Vanessa Kirby is nominated for Best Actress. In a lead role. Yep. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, these movies, you know, they don't really have anything to do with each other, but we're sticking them together because we, we're getting through this. We only have a few more movies to talk about before our uh, our Oscar podcast. So, Yes, which we are. I've, I recently counted, and I th- believe I've watched like... 17 movies in the past like week and a half (laughs) oh my god emily (laughs) and 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 i'm not even i'm not even counting like like all of the i mean this has been going on for for more than just like two weeks i mean we've we were kind of gearing up for this like like three weeks ago um and there was just a week where i watched as many short films as i could Mm -hmm. um and I'm trying but, to sprinkle yeah. them in. You you watched them all at once. I'm trying to. I watch them like kind of just around the movies, like because I'm yeah. like, oh, I it's, got it's 20 be- minutes. <laughs> it's because they were the movies I felt less bad about watching while I was at work. Right. <laughs> yeah. I watched. I'm I'm not proud to admit that I was watching these while I was working. But I'm trying <laughs> to just get them done so yeah. that so yeah. that they can be done. This is the last week. Um, and, and I've watched so many in the beginning that I'm, that I'm not having to watch any while I'm at work. That's good. <laughs> so, it really is. Um, so this is good. But, so let's talk about another round because that is in a, another language. It's it, from, um, Denmark. So it's in Danish. Yes. Um, yes. you could, you have to watch these movies that take place in another language. You can't really look away because you don't understand what's happening if you're not watching nope, nope, the nope. subtitles. So, nope. And we got our, we got our, we got our favorite dude here, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, such a cutie pie. I know. He's so cute. I, I half didn't believe that he was such a depressed, like, father and sad, depressed father in this because I was like, he's so fit and happy like i don't understand <laughs> you know it's like seeing these, yeah and these there were fit danish people you're like how are you so depressed <laughs> you're not even fat well i mean they they showed us they they showed us how how they were feeling i mean mm-hmm. mads uh mads character martin was feeling like you know, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, happy with teaching, you know, he, yeah. he really wasn't, he just wasn't happy with his situation. You know, he'd go into work, he'd kind of, he'd kind of uh, teach, um, 
he he wasn't being a good teacher. Like he no, was kind he of was lifeless. He, he man. wasn't. He had no passion. Yeah, he was lifeless. He he wasn't making teaching fun. No. And and also like his home life wasn't very good either. Like his wife was working a lot at night, and he just really didn't see her. And he just he was just kind of doing the motions, moving through life. And he just mm-hmm. was he was feeling a uh, he was feeling like he was in a rut. His, and, his midlife uh, rut. His midlife slump. Right, exactly. And and you know, he, he thinks he thinks he's become boring. Like, you know, he thinks back about when he was younger and, you know, how much crazy shit he'd get into and he's just like, Who am I now? Like am I just this boring dude? Um I like the way that the beginning of this movie started because it was just like a whole romp with all of the high school kids and their weekend uh you know, at I the guess, lake race or something. Yeah, like getting super, super drunk, like binge drinking, which I, I think is the the title of the Danish like translation is binge drinking. Um, oh, okay. Where another round is is the English title, and I think it it matches it a lot better than the than the title binge drinking does. Um, just like the tone yeah. of the movie. Yeah, I th- I think another round definitely matches the tone of the movie a lot better. That's that's really interesting because yeah, this this would have been like a super different feeling movie if it was called binge drinking. Yeah, like that's so party oriented and and uh... yeah, and this really wasn't about that. I mean, no. it was it was a very like um, it was if like. When I was reading kind of about um like the little the little genres at the beginning of the movie where it was like, Oh, it's heartfelt, it's it's yeah. uh you know, it's it's Comedy. a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda like kinda like the way Hulu described it. Um I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be, you know, a fun movie and, and it, it was at some points, but then, you know, it, it got to be sad, um, because of things. But I, I really liked the premise how how the psychology teacher like wanted them to do this study of of are you are you better having like a little bit of alcohol in you to just kind of like relax you so you can kind of, I don't know, come out of your shell and be happier. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then kind of like how this stuff, how it kind of escalated um, to, to be quite uh, negative. And uh, yeah, I think you like kind of predicted that from the beginning, like you knew that, this was not gonna be a good idea. Like, you know that, like, going from having a little bit of alcohol and wanting more and more alcohol, like, anybody who's ever had alcohol knows that once you start drinking, you kind of, like, have to tell yourself, like, okay, I'm not gonna have another one, or, like, but you're, but you want to, you know, like, there's that, there's always the drive to continue drinking and and to get more and more drunk, right? Like, that's kind of, like, something that, everybody has to like push down in a way you know well yeah and then that kind of like 180 that happens in the middle of the film Mm -hmm. where they meet up after you know a situation happened or something and and the psychology teacher is is saying you know maybe we should we should try and and for for the for the sake of the experiment go over the edge and 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 have a blackout basically yeah just yeah just be completely incoherent um what it, it and... wasn't ever that clear like why it was kind of like <laughs> no, uh, you it know wasn't. 
because they were the exact same. I thought he was bringing that up to tell them to to stop. Right, and and like we're done now. After and they even said that they're like, "Oh, do you want us to stop?" And he's like, "No, I want us to go further." But maybe that could have been maybe the slight alcoholism already starting. Definitely, we should. Yeah, we should just binge. Well, the unhappiness (laughs) was like pervading through. You know, like it wasn't like the alcohol. Like I really like this movie because it really makes you. There's a lot of time, and it's a really kind of slow paced movie. It really Mm -hmm. allows you to think about your own alcohol habits and just kind of assessing the reason for having alcohol and like. Why do you have, when do you have alcohol in your life? Why, how much do you have? Um, does it actually increase your happiness? Does it actually, you know, make you feel good just drinking every night or drinking sometimes? Like, you know, and it definitely, to me, was like when you're watching it, you're kind of condemning them for making these choices, but then you're like, but then they just like go back to drinking in the very end because this is the culture. So it's like it's condemning the culture, but it's also like promoting the fact that alcohol can actually make you really happy sometimes. And it's just like such an interesting, like not black and white way of looking at it, you know? Yeah, but OK, so when when they first brought up the the study, I I thought it sounded like like a decent idea, like a smart idea. Probably not for these men specifically because they all had reasons to be kind of uh, depressed or not happy with their current situation and drinking probably turned Mm. into a crutch for them. Definitely, yeah. Um, Almost like a mask to to hide how sad they were. If you were legit a happy person and and maybe had high stress and and just needed to relax sometimes, like much like um, maybe even... Um, medicinal marijuana or, you know, recreational, like, whatever, if, if you just need something to de-stress, mm-hmm. like, this sounded like a decent idea to me. I was like, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely feel, mm-hmm. I definitely don't drink often. For me, it's more of like, a, this is a special occasion. I would like to have a drink tonight. Yeah. Um, I, That is how I've always been. And, and as of right now, the only time I will probably drink quite a bit is on Oscar night. And I plan, <laughs> I plan... <laughs> To get very toasted <laughs> on Oscar night, okay. Um, cause, cause it's a, it's a, it's a celebration. It's a, it's an event, and yeah. and uh, and it'll make it make it more fun. Um, but no, honestly, I have one, I have one slightly strong drink, and I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, just... I'm a little tired right now because I've I've had a few glasses of red wine, so I'm a little bit like yeah, wine. Yeah, wine makes me tired. It makes me sleepy, and I'm really tired today. I've been tired all day, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do a podcast. Better have a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I yeah, you know what I think? Like I said, like it, it makes you see the movie differently. I think everybody who watches this movie is going to have a different perspective on the characters and their choices because of their own personal drinking habits. Like I think it really, like the way that you see it is is it depends on who you are as a person and that's kind of interesting it's kind of like a blank slate (laughs) of a movie yeah i wish we had kind of gotten um a look into which we kind of did but i I think there was one character we probably didn't get a too much of a look at their background was the was the music teacher Mm -hmm. Uh, but what we did see was him kind of helping a student who had been 
um, through the same grade a couple of times. Yep. And uh, he, he really just wanted to graduate. And he was getting super stressed out and scared mm-hmm. about finals coming up. Mm-hmm. And, and he even he even said, you know, how about how about you take a swig or two before your test, you know, to relax your nerves. And it ended up helping him. <laughs> Yeah, um, but, like, that so could have like, gone, it's like, like, not the right direction. So you know, You know, like, I think about <laughs> it, it's, like, the way that the, like, because this is a film that takes place in Denmark, it's, like, there's, there's, the drinking culture is that pretty much kids of any age can drink. I mean, they, you know, like, these are teenagers that are drinking in this movie, not, not, like, you know, kids in college. These are kids who are, like, six, like 18, yeah, 17, 18 years yeah. old, right? So it's, like... They're not, yeah, they're in high school, and it's okay to drink in high school, but they, then they're, like, expected to be these crazy buffoons. Um, but, yeah, like, it is really interesting. And then, but, of course, they're not supposed to drink in in school. Like, the kids aren't supposed to drink in school. The teachers aren't supposed to drink in school. And, like, the, the you know, the lead professor, whatever, she was like, I heard everybody, somebody's been drinking. You know, like, you guys can't do that. It's it's illegal, you know. I'm supposed to drink alcohol here. It's a school. It's like, yeah, yeah you're yeah. not supposed to do that. Like, it, it's not good. It was, in in their profession and in this circumstance and in their personal life circumstances, they should not have been doing this this study. Like, no. even, even for study's sake. Like, it you... was very irresponsible. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and honestly, who knows if it was the alcohol or if it was like the stern talking to that Martin had gotten from the parents. Like, you need to teach our kids better so that they can pass your damn tests. That that could have made him better. I mean, it just didn't, it didn't push him. Like, the only thing that was getting him was like, you you know what I didn't see in this movie too much? Like, of course, they had that, that binge drinking night and it was really embarrassing for him. And, you know, because our main character is... Mads Mikkelsen, and he comes home drunk, and his kids see him really, really drunk, and his yeah, wife... Yeah, and, like, and, like, beat up or something. Like, I don't know what happened. He, like, he fell, had, like, I guess, a... and, like, hurt Maybe. his head, and um, he tried to get into the wrong house, you know, because he was really, yeah. really drunk. Um, and and then also the other the other guy, um, his friend, too, who, the psychology teacher, um, who made up the, the whole thing, he was... Like, he came home and stumbled into bed, and then he, like, pissed the bed, and then his wife was like, oh, my God, like, get out of my house. You know, she was so mad at him. She had, like, no no grace for him at that point because they had been drunk before, I guess, and it just was, like, it just was unforgivable at that point. Um, yeah, it was definitely a pattern that everyone yeah. was catching on to because, like, even the next morning, um, Martin's wife was was like, you know, you like explain to the boys what you did. Yeah. And he's like he's like, Yeah, you know, I got drunk and they're like, Well haven't you been doing this for a while? And he's like, I guess everyone knows. It's like, yeah, everybody knows. Everyone knows what you're doing. Yeah. But like that was the only kind of like downside to their drinking. And I mean of course that's a big downside, but like they're they weren't really ever hung over as far as I could tell. Like it was kind of like they never really like had these the negative effects of like having a lot of alcohol, which is like for me, I feel like horrible. Like I feel like shit, you know. If I if I drink too much, and I like you could you could oh, kind yeah, of sure. see it, but it was just like a little bit. It it wasn't as clear that like the negative effects were outweighing the positive effects until it affected the family, and then it was clear that they're alcoholics. I mean, when you're drinking, 
so much that it affects other people and everything. Like, if you can't function, then you are an alcoholic. Like, that's that's what it is, you know? So it's just like yeah, seeing it and be, and kind of assessing that in terms of, like, Martin's life. It, it was interesting. Yeah, seeing, seeing what it does to the family and then and then actually physically seeing what it did to one of the guys, which was mm-hmm. he, he died. Yeah, he, 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 I think he just, like, kind of committed suicide. Like, I think he, like... Possibly. Went out. It wasn't clear that he, but he had yeah, gone out. Yeah, he, like, out. went out on his boat yeah, with, with his, his dog, dog. And then the next thing we knew, he was, he was, he was dead. So, like, not sure if he fell out of the boat yeah. and drowned or he over he like over consumed and like just died in the boat like i don't i have no clue no clue what happened there yeah um yeah the, yeah uh... it was it was definitely sad to kind of see the 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 study kind of help them all but then but then very quickly very quickly go the other direction go back downhill this it's interesting because like you said like all of the kind of commentary on this is that it's like a really like it's like a fun movie on the on this cover i'm seeing on imdb this uh this um i think it's a spanish um yeah that this the spanish cover for this that has a little like quote on it it says una celebración de la vida del amor and it's which is you know a celebration of life and love um and I guess that's kind of what this movie is about. It's just interesting that that's, like, the quote that they, like, it's a celebration of drinking in a way for a lot of people in this movie. And, like, for me, I think you kind of just, like, you're seeing the downsides as well as the celebration of drinking because, I mean, there was, a, there was like, a celebration of drinking in this movie, too. And it wasn't just the the horrible stuff. It was also the joy of drinking, too. Yeah, but I don't know if I would go as far to say that this is like a like a feel good like happy movie. Because no. honestly, that is what <laughs> that's what Hulu made it sound like. They're like, oh yeah, <laughs> happy fun movie. I'm like, no, it's not. It's absolutely it's pretty not. serious. You know, alcoholism it's is very like very serious. It's it's a big deal. Like you got to be paying attention to to your alcohol consumption. <laughs> anyway, I, yeah, I was and then I kind of thought that they were, and then and then I almost like. Uh, and then the very end, like after after the coach died, and and mm-hmm. you know they're they're the making kids. a toast to him yeah. somewhere, like yeah. afterward, yeah. After all, I'm like, why are you guys drinking? Like, like it it didn't make any. I was like, yeah, kind it, of upset. It was, it was pushing it because like it was pretty clear that the alcoholism, like obviously, like really what it was was this guy was this guy was sad already, and the alcoholism kind of pushed him over the edge. You know, it was like yeah. So I guess that in that terms they were like drinking to remember him, but like I don't think they really see drinking in the same way. Like I think it is kind of the culture. Like I yeah, I think this this movie can definitely be <laughs> definitely can be portraying drinking in in another kind of light. Where in I don't know the U.S. it's like it's, it's scorned. You're judged. Yeah, you're it's, it's you're, pretty it's black the, and it's white. It's the cause of you know. It's the cause of so many like DUI deaths mm-hmm, and exactly and, and yeah. you're you're a you're like a like a nobody loser if you if you drink too much. Like that's that's kind of yeah. That's, that's kind of what it's like. But in <laughs> in them. Europe, it's it's just different. Like they just don't. It's just such a different kind of view on the culture. That's. That's why this movie was, like, so great. I mean, I just feel like you could not make it 
in America. It just would not work. The culture is very, very different here when it comes to drinking and even binge drinking. Um, yeah. And, and I, I like you know, and I'm not saying I'm not praising Europe, Europe for the fact that the way that they think about alcohol is a lot more lax. Um, but it, it is the way that it is. And like in, in America, it's just a bit more black and white. It's a bit more puritanical. The way that we see binge drinking, the way that we see things is, is a little bit different. So watching this movie as an American, I definitely, I, I get it. I, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And, and I can definitely see how them drinking at the end was a, was a celebration of their friend. And then, and then also just them just being generally happy. They ran into mm-hmm. their uh, graduates who, mm-hmm. who all toasted them and, and they danced together. And, and uh, his wife, uh, Martin's wife had texted him kind of saying like, you know, I miss you a lot. Maybe we can yeah. try and get back you know, together, work this out. And then he was happy. So he was drinking just because he was happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that dance moves he was doing at the end, it was like it was crazy. The, I mean, it so just, good. I mean, I bet he was really sore after that. Like, let's be honest. Like he was flipping all Mads over was, the place. Mads was moving. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Was... Oh, the core I was like, strength. I was like, oh, take I it mean... easy. Take it easy, Mads. <laughs> it was take it easy. great. You'll, you'll throw out your hip. <laughs> he was, I mean, he is just such a great actor. I'm so glad that he was kind of in this role that, I mean, I've never seen him in a role like this, so... Was... No, and I, I think he did. A, I think he did a did a fabulous job. Yeah the the director Thomas Vinterberg got he had made another movie with Mads mm-hmm. more recently called The Hunt, which I think is a little oh, okay. Bit, I think it it also people were referencing it in some of the reviews I was reading because it's kind of got a more um let's see I think it's kind of like also interesting like watching a man's life do something but it's okay it's a little bit 2012 it's a bit more serious (laughs) um but uh, more realistic is what i'm saying like kind of like realism you know um which is like like this movie like very realism-esque um yeah it's it's crazy he got uh best director nomination i'm sure he was very excited about that (laughs) Yeah, that's great. This is a really this is a really good movie. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, it definitely was fun. I love watching foreign films. Um I've I've not seen too many Danish films except for like The Danish Girl also with Mads Mikkelsen. If anybody out there has not seen The Danish Girl, you got to watch that movie. It is one of the best romantic period dramas out there. Do you the remember Danish that Danish Girl? Yeah, with Alicia Vikander. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and Eddie Redmayne. Good. No, 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 no. That's sorry. No, another. Oh, another one. You know what? I'm. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. It's not called the Danish girl. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm oh, so tired. No, the one. The one you. The one you showed me. A royal affair. Yeah, that one. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. I'm so sorry. Um, that was a good one. It was so fucking good. Elisa Vikander, Mads Mikkelsen. That was my first like introduction to Mads Mikkelsen. Um, I mean, I incredible movie. It was really good. It, he's, yeah. It's really, really, really good. Um, so yeah, let's see what these. Let's look at these plot keywords. We've got heavy drinking, mm-hmm. drinking, 
teacher, Scandinavian graduation cap, and beer. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> they were like little um, boating caps. Remember, they were wearing them. Yeah, at the end. they looked like little, little, little sailor caps. caps. <laughs> They're super cute. Yeah, I liked them. I liked them a lot. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then let's look at this meta score. I got an eighty, which is very good. Oh my god, I'm gonna read this this trivia on the top here. It is Oh, okay. It is sad. Okay. Instead of having oh. two sons, the character played by Mads Mickelson was originally meant to have a son and a daughter, the latter to be played by director Thomas Venterberg's daughter, Ida Maria Venterberg. However, Ida was killed in a car crash in Belgium four days into filming before she was planned to film <gasps> her scenes. The film is dedicated to her. <gasps> Oh my god. <laughs> what? That's oh my god. So sad. It's uh, heartbreaking. I'm also going to read this this trivia. Denmark has some of the highest rates of teenage drinking in the world. A World Health Organization report released earlier in 2020 found that Danish 15-year-olds consumed alcohol at nearly nearly double the European average. Recent efforts to raise the minimum wage for purchasing alcohol from 18 18- to 18 from 16 have met with resistance in part because older adults recalled their own youthful intoxication so fondly. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> oh God. See, that's what it is. Like the culture. It's like so ingrained in there. They're like, no, we want it. We yeah. want this happiness. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, um, let's take a look at these. Oh, can I just read another one? I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Okay, it says, according to Mads Mikkelsen, there was not any alcohol involved on shooting days. Yet offset, there was some experimentation on what specifically would happen at 005 to 0.08%. And there was an even a little boot camp to monitor how speech and movements changed. But for the next crazy chaplain level... Before the next crazy Charlie Chaplin level, the team watched a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> okay. 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 Interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Any other any other fun looking trivia? No. All right. Looking at these uh, meta scores, it got an eighty. Um, Pretty high. It had. 26 positive reviews and three mixed reviews. Uh, the lowest being a 40. So I'm going to read that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Variety gave it a 40. Another round is the kind of movie that's so into its cool concept that it doesn't sweat the details. Yet the film's sloppy broadness ends up fighting the the dogma style, uh, which keeps telling us that these people are authentic. I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Owen. <laughs> Owen Gleiberman. Definitely don't agree with that. That doesn't make any sense. You need to rethink your job career. <laughs> um, All right. I'll read the playlist 83. There are not funny moments or dramatic moments for their characters. There are simply human moments. Whether people Ooh. react to them with laughter, pity, or some combination of them, both may say more about themselves than the film. Oh my god, that's exactly what I said. Like what you were saying, dude. <laughs> dude. 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 <laughs> Wish I was a better writer over here. 
messing up all the time. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, all right, any other uh, standout to us, or should we move on? Let's move on to a more depressing film. Pieces of a oh. Woman. Yes. All right. Moving on. Um, and... So when Again, did... this one was only nominated <laughs> for best actress. for best actress. Yep. Yes. When did you okay. watch this movie? I just wanna I wanna ask that. Um last night. Okay, me too. Okay. Okay. So it's pretty fresh. Um Uh yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, pretty pretty fresh. Um well, actually one one weird tidbit about about another round was uh, so Easter was a little bit of a of a busy day for me and I watched it on Easter. Um <laughs> really? I kind of knew Pieces of a Woman was going to be sad and I had actually planned on watching Pieces of a Woman on Sunday but I'm glad I I changed it to another round. Um but I had to watch the first I had to watch the first hour of another round before going to my family's for Easter and then watch <laughs> it like like <laughs> Like nine hours later, finish it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> finish the other half of it. Um, we gotta do what we gotta so, do, man. I'm just trying to get the shit done. <laughs> um, but yeah, watch piece of a woman last night, um, all the way through. Um, but yes, so we have a. I kind of liked. I really liked the the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like with the with the pregnancy and and giving birth. I I really like that that scene. In um, one so take, we have a two. Yeah, yeah. 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 I really liked it. Um so we have character uh, Martha, Vanessa Kirby's character. She is she is pregnant, uh, very very prego in the beginning of the movie and they're I think they're first seen like buying a car or something or she's or she's at, at like a at like a baby shower or something at work, yeah. like a going away mm-hmm. baby shower. Like maybe it's her last day at work. She's about to leave, mm-hmm. um, and then she's going to pick up a car. And then very shortly after, we have we have the the giving birth scene. Um, yeah, at and home, uh, no in idea apartment. Shia LaBeouf was in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea. Really, you didn't even know that was a surprise. Oh. I get. I really have not been looking into any of these. I've just been watching them. Yeah. So I don't. I don't look at the IMDb pages. I don't watch any any trailers. I just I so much to where I've I've only been looking up the the IMDb pages to make sure that these are the movies that are nominated. Right. Like that's the only just yeah. to confirm <laughs> that these are the movies that I need to be watching. Yeah. I um, I saw a I saw a trailer for this, so I knew it was going to happen. Um. Because oh, it okay. was in the trailer, basically. Oh, you know, was it one of those? Well, was it one of those trailers that gives everything away? Well, it, it, the whole movie is her, her the loss of her daughter. That's the point of right, the movie. Right. So it's like you can't really make a trailer about this uh, without knowing, like maybe what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I knew that Shia LaBeouf was in it, and he had recently had a uh, like before the year was up a some allegations against him and a court case by his ex-girlfriend fk twigs who accused him of abuse and um uh just being a general douchebag so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's not had a good rap and it's not been going good and it's uh so this movie kind of had a a hard time with putting it out there but of course they're just kind of pushing the really excellent performance by Vanessa Kirby because she, I mean, she is the entire movie and it's like, I mean, Shia LaBeouf is very good as well. Um, 
in in his own way. Uh, but she is the the one who shines the most for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but gosh, it's so sad. Like it's so sad to me that Shia LaBeouf just is such a shitty person. Like it's just like I can't, you can't like dismiss it, and it's just like. <sighs> It's so upsetting to me. Like, I don't want him to be such a shitty person, but he is. Yeah. And, and I think I think it's sad. I think it's sad for for us. I mean, I I never really cared less about, about Shia LaBeouf. I yeah. mean, like, yeah, I used to watch Even Stevens and he was funny and whatever. But like but like um we we were kind of excited about about his like comeback. Like when Honey Boy mm-hmm came out yeah. and we're like okay he's he's kind of he's turning it he's turning it around you know he's been kind of weird you know for the past like decade yeah and uh and he, he's turning it around he's getting back out there he's he's you know uh doing some decent work and then yeah and then like these alligators you're just like okay whatever i just I, i'm not I'm not rooting for you anymore <laughs> no dude man like you can't you can't be doing that shit man you can't be you seeing your cannot. girlfriend that is not cool like it's not good so yeah i will I will say that that there was there was a bit much of Shia LaBeouf mm. that I that I that I could have could have done without mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in, this, in, this, in movie. this movie. Yeah, he was like I was like I was like oh did I have to see that? His character <laughs> like, also was ext- I mean he was he was abusive too like and the way that he dealt with the loss of his daughter was like aggression and you know like a lot of men do turn to aggression um because that's just kind of their emotion like it's it's unfortunate that that's how it happens but he just and especially in that scene where he was like i miss you and then he made her touch his penis and then he was like getting like pulling her pants off trying to pull her pants off trying to have sex with her it was such a hard scene to watch it was so crazy it was like what the fuck is going on right now like you don't you don't you you two are not a good couple like you need to not be near each other you need to not be together like you are not communicating you are not respecting each other in any way like it just was so like you know they had gone through something so horrible and they didn't know how to process it so they just like just shut down as humans they were just like no (laughs) like absolutely not and i especially didn't didn't appreciate like what the what the mother was doing as well like how she was she was pushing for this trial and for her to just i i was like she's she's very interested in her apple saplings like can you just like leave her alone like and and just let her deal with it the way that she needs to deal with it like yeah but you know it's the older generation don't just just the the, the, you know, and it was the contrast between the older generation not understanding the concept of, like, needing to, to grieve on their own, needing to um, do what they think is necessary to grieve and to overcome something like this, this terrible loss. And the the older generations kind of had to keep pushing, as Ellen Burson says in her, like, little tiny monologue that was a little bit out of place in this movie – about how when mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. was a baby that she just, like, fought for her life, you know, because she was in the gulag and she was, you know, um, a Jewish girl in the middle of the Holocaust, had to fight, like, tooth and nail for herself to live, right? And it's like... Yeah, basically. Yeah, so, like, the older generation just, like, didn't have time to be, to to, to grieve or to feel um, the, the time to, to like grieve and and to like not put it into themselves and stress themselves out and kill themselves you know what i mean it's like 
there's so many different waves of how we think now about mental health and just like how now today we're still we're still grappling with the kind of the the kind of backwards uh push it so hard just like push it all down kind of mentality that people had to live with when it was really hard you know like um and when yeah. when you're in those situations so i like that but it just yeah it was kind of like it was an interesting mosaic this movie it was just a lot of like different scenes showing us about Vanessa Kirby's experience after this and and Shia LaBeouf's experience and yeah like things kind of randomly being thrown in here and there and then just kind of like falling into place by the end like it's just it's because you know like Shia LaBeouf is is meeting with with the cousin who's like this hot lawyer and yeah and ends up like sleeping with her and you know um Martha's kind of going out drinking and you know um, hooking up with other people and they're just like that you could see them kind of just just getting further and further apart um and and uh, I really did like watching Vanessa Kirby like with her with her apples and mm-hmm. and seeing the the cute um like connection with apples at the end mm-hmm. like you know when, when her baby was first born she smelled like apples and yeah and then she wanted to she wanted to sprout some some apple seeds and hopefully make some apple trees um, and just kind of seeing all those things kind of connect, um, things kind of made sense when you were watching Vanessa Kirby and everyone else just kind of muddied things, it seemed to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- yeah. I think in that way it was like the screenplay, I felt like the dialogue was a little bit lacking. Um, yeah. J- just because like... Vanessa Kirby didn't really say a lot, to be honest, until, like, the end. She only kind of raised her voice a few times, and it was mostly... Her performance was so quietly strong, and I really enjoyed that about about it. Um, because, like, then it kind of gave you time to be really annoyed by Shia LaBeouf, because he just was the only one who was actually talking. Um, yeah. And just, like, yeah. other people around her were talking a lot, and they were all really annoying and horrible. But... All in all, though, I thought it was it was a good movie. Like I thought it was just really well done in terms of of her grieving and just how somebody would grieve in this situation. And and it was um, written by this Hungarian act uh, writer Kata Weber, who also I think she also experienced something very similar to this movie where she lost her baby um, after a yeah. difficult birth. So. You know, it was kind of uh, based on that and also, like, another a, a, uh, a case where a woman, I think it was in Hungary, where one of the midwives was um, tried for, you know, her losses. Or yeah, like ne- Yeah, exactly. So I think it was kind of based on that. Um, and it, it did kind of... Yeah, I was... Yeah. What were you I was surprised say? at how at how big the trial got. Like they were yeah. seeing it on the news, and and it was it was it. I was I was almost unsure. Like I I didn't know that this was happening. Like just after, um, you know when the baby started turning blue, and and the midwife like takes it back, and the ambulance is there. Like it kind of goes dark, and then you like don't even really know what happens until mm-hmm. until you kind of hearing you're hearing about civil cases and court cases yeah, and why? and yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, she's going back to work and she's like telling someone that like, you know, you're in my, you're in my, you're in my office seat. Yeah, and everybody's staring at her. Everyone's like staring at her and I'm like, oh, something bad must have happened. And I was like, oh, the baby, she must have lost the baby. Um, Yeah. Oh. And then kind of hearing about this case. So I guess the case, was this the one, so because of her incident the case like began or was this lady like being charged with negligence like a few times like i was surprised at just how big it got i was like oh this yeah. lady must have been yeah negligent with a few i think it was uh, several i something. think it was like a couple of them and i think it was like a kind of rolling thing um yeah yeah the, the actress who played the midwife was also really good she i mean the her she frustrated me especially at the very beginning and i think she's supposed to you know, when she's in the scene helping her give birth, she's not talking to her enough. Like, I felt like she was being too quiet, and I felt like she was not communicating enough to 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 the woman, like, to Martha. And it yeah. just, it yeah. felt like she was really unsteady, and she was really, like, not confident in her abilities at, at the time. And I was like, you know, and I, when you're watching it, you're kind of, you have to form your own opinion about this person, but... She just didn't seem confident to me, and it's just like, have, you need to have somebody who's really confident in their choices, especially if it's going to be a midwife, you know? It needs to be, like, it needs to be clear, and they need to be communicating with you about what's going on with you and your body. Um, yeah, she just probably wasn't needs doing to be that. some sort of, like... <laughs> de-escalation practices with the pregnant with the with the with the lady who's who's pregnant and, and in labor mm-hmm. um because yeah because i mean and and it didn't help i mean at least to me that martha was kind of like fighting her the whole time like i'm not gonna go to the hospital i don't want you here where's barbara yeah and it's just like, yeah no it was it was all kind of messy and you know and yeah, when definitely. the baby's born you're like okay it must be fine and you know the baby's crying and then mm-hmm. you know a complication happens and you know, I was talking to Kimmy about it a lot. I was like, I was like, so are midwives just certified to get the baby out? Or do they kind of know how to handle complications like this once once it's done? Like, like how like how far does their expertise go? Well, they um, they're, ba- you know, they're they come in varying degrees. But I think midwives definitely pride themselves on being very knowledgeable and um, knowing what to do in all sorts of situations. And I think with this one, she just didn't. She just didn't do the right thing. She didn't make the right choices, right? She didn't call the ambulance when she should have, um, which might have saved the baby. You know, I think it's also, you also don't really know because they couldn't conclude why the baby died. It could have been because of a long labor. Uh, It could have been for, um, it could have been for another a number of reasons right so it's a little bit difficult because like every labor is different um every person is different and a lot of people feel comfortable giving birth at home and they trust midwives to be there because they've had a lot of um experience and stuff in in giving birth to babies and in homes so i think it just depends and in this case it just didn't work out and so we don't know if it's the midwife's fault we don't know if the if the baby just was, you know, something was wrong, like maybe the the cord was wrapped around its neck or something. I don't know. And that's why the oxygen didn't work. It could have been, could have been so many other things. And who knows, even if she was in a hospital, that this wouldn't have happened either. But because she had it at home and, you know, they don't, 
especially with the courts and everything, it's it's really, really messy and it's really hard to, to tell, you know, what, what the right answer is. And the truth is there's no right answer. The baby's gone. And that's what, you know, Vanessa Kirby has to, like, come to at the end of the movie. It's just, like, nothing's going to bring this baby back anyway, you know? Yeah. I also kind of found it interesting how, how like how this family is was just kind of everywhere like I I wonder Mm -hmm. why I like I the the choice to have you know the sister's husband be working at the car dealership selling cars Mm -hmm. to 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 Martha and Sean and then you know having the cousin be a lawyer and just having having everything like be super in the family that's so true um (laughs) I thought that was I thought that was interesting I was like like, no other (laughs) yeah because when you first meet Chris like you don't know that that he's a brother-in-law right yeah that he's a brother-in-law and then you know sean's going back afterwards and like kind of threatening him almost and I, i'm like i'm like see no chris and then finally by the time they have the dinner it's like oh <laughs> they're they're together like so yeah. he is in the family and it's just it's i don't know it was it was very interesting it, it was weird how they would kind of give you bits of information kind of like if you needed it it's like yeah <laughs> Yeah, Chris was in the, was in the family the whole time, whether you cared or not. Here, here's here's the tie in, and completely like I don't yeah. know. I, I thought that was a little interesting. Well, they had like a, a clearly dis- dysfunctional family to begin with, and yeah, like I don't know, just Shia LaBeouf's character just was such a shitty guy. Like he just was so um, aggressive, and he was very like he did not like the family to begin with, which is fine. But it's like he was very. Um, aggressive and also defensive a lot of the time like his entire personality was him just being super defensive you know and it was yeah uh, it's so uh, like it's so hard to like him like you're not supposed to like him but i just it's really hard to see what their relationship was ever you know like did they ever have a yeah, relationship? Like, were they ever happy? I know. Yeah, were they ever happy? How did how did this kind of come to be? I mean, they weren't married. Like the, no. the second the second the the baby was gone, they just kind of went their separate ways. Um, this this probably this could be tied to another round as kind of being like a like a realistic look at at at, at the human being, like kind of seeing how mm-hmm. Sh- Sean wasn't was an interesting um character. Yeah. Uh, study to kind of look at because you can kind of see you know he used to be um he used to be an alcoholic he used to drink mm-hmm. he was probably like substance abuse mm-hmm. um taking drugs and you know he was he was turning things around yeah. for you know his his soon-to-be daughter coming into this world you know getting a job and being on top of shit yeah and, you know but because because this this miracle was coming into his life he was going to turn his life around and then just as easily losing that mm-hmm. and and losing that that motivation mm-hmm. seeing someone spiral yep um yep and like turning back to drinking turning back to yeah. smoking like um yeah. and definitely not dealing not dealing with these with with their problems like the right the right way like the healthy way just kind of yeah becoming distant and yeah. and not talking to each other i mean i i do I, I did like seeing Sean get most emo- emotional because maybe he was trying to reach out to to Martha. I think but, he like, was. She really wasn't helping either. She was. You know, he's like, he's like, let me know what you're thinking. You know, I just, I, I miss you. I, 
I want to know what you're thinking. I want to be there for you. Like I want to, I want to mourn our child. And then, and then the whole discussion of, of donating the Mm -hmm. baby's body to a university instead of, you know, burying, um, was, was kind of a tough thing too, because you know, the, the mom wanted one thing, Sean wanted another thing. And, you know, I don't really know what was, what was going through Martha's mind. She was just like, like, I, I think she was more on the side of like, let's see if, if, if possibly what happened to my baby could, could help, could help see what could happen to other babies. Like this situation could happen again. I don't know. I think she, like, to me, she just kind of wanted to forget about it. Like, I think she wanted to push it away. And then like at the end of the movie, she was coming more to the conclusion, like, Oh, I I was longing for those apples. I was longing for the connection of this baby that I tried to forget. And you could tell when the when she was on the witness stand and they were asking her about what her baby was like, she had to remember and she did not remember because she like forced herself to forget and forced herself to just yeah. like push it down. And I think that that's what she yeah. was doing like the whole movie. She was just like she was pushing it away, pushing the memory of her down so much that she didn't, so she could forget about her basically in order to like not yeah. feel the pain that she was going to feel if she let herself mourn for the baby. Um, right. And, you know, we got like pretty much all of that incredible, you know, it's, it, it's in the incredible performance of Vanessa Kirby. Like, I think... She just, she really, really put put it forward to what she was feeling and how horrible it must be to go through this and just, like, not, like, trying not to mourn for somebody and trying not to mourn for things and, but still, like, seeing children around you and it's just, it's so sad, this movie. It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it It was. It really was. It was sad. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, why it was, uh, it was successful and it's good to, it's good to see movies about, uh, an experience of, of a woman on this earth, you know, I, I really enjoy it because I think it's really like rare that we see movies like this about women who lose their babies like this. And, um, yeah, and I, I think it was really well done. So, Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Vanessa Kirby did a fantastic job. Great job, Vanessa. Yeah. She she rocks. I love her so much as uh, Princess Margaret in The Crown. Oh, that's right. That's right. She's she's fantastic. Right, let's, take, let's take a look at these plot keywords. Um, we've got childbirth, long take, grief, marriage, sorrow. Yeah, they they don't. they don't marry, but okay. I I don't know why they they didn't. They don't. <laughs> they they're not together. I don't know. Like they're not married. Yeah, I I don't know. And um, it got a sixty six then... meta score, still in the green. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It got a 100 by the playlist. I'll just read this. Weber's writing and Kirby's performance working in concert with Mondresco's dazzling multifaceted direction. Howard Shore's gorgeously mood-appropriate score. And again, Loeb's drifting, searching, soulful camera 
together create from so many disparate pieces an entirely complete portrait that even suggests further further internal universes still to be explored universes every one of us contains wow she she really hmm. liked this movie yeah there were 27 positive reviews 12 mixed reviews and two negative i didn't see any of the negatives on there so i'm gonna i'm gonna scroll on down here <laughs> Ooh, okay let's Oof. see we've got um so one person gave it a 30 another person gave it a 37 but the 37 is a little bit longer of a of a snippet so i'm gonna read this one um the washington post gave it a 37 vanessa kirby delivers a bravara 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 hmm. I'm, I'm assuming that means good performance and pieces of a woman in fact, her performance is so commanding, uncompromising, and far-ranging that it often threatens to swallow this otherwise uneven and frustratingly thin movie with <laughs> one voracious gulp. Wow. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Did, he, did they mean Glenn Close and Hillbilly Elegy? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Damn. Um, I kind of want to get read maybe read one of the mixed reviews, mm -hmm. so it's not like let's see. so uh, so extreme here. I know, so extreme. Um, let's see. Um, I'm gonna read this one from the Guardian. The Guardian gave it a sixty. Uh, viewed as an acting masterclass, the film is bruisingly impressive in its way. The principal actors raise the roof, each gets to do their big turn for the camera, but it feels a little schooled, a little staged, a little workshop at the actor's studio. Or like, like a workshop at the actor's studio. I mean, I would say that is because of the dialogue. Like, I just felt like the... I just, I just didn't think the dialogue was like super strong. <laughs> like, no, no. I think even... that that's what it would be. The problem is the the dialogue. Yeah, a a lot of stuff, um, especially that monologue from from the mother was was very out of place. That was um, so weird. That whole scene, what, like the yeah. whole scene in the house was like. I get the the tension. And I understand the, like, uncomfortable conversation between, like, Benny Safdie and, and Shia LaBeouf. Like, that was just, like, it was weird. It, they were definitely, like, completely just improvising that conversation about the White Stripes. Yeah. It's just so weird. It just was, like, <laughs> yeah. why are we having, yeah. what is going on? Like, you, you choose this moment to be, like, okay, let's have these two characters connect, even though they literally have nothing in common sure but yeah yeah I, the, the whole like tension like the what's going on by the uh, by the sister who was played by eliza scherzlinger if you, if you didn't notice um just like asking the mom questions and it's just not like nobody giving an answer like it was just like so strict like who are who are these people Did, do they exist in the same universe? Yeah. Are they family? No one no one really had like chemistry with I each know, other. I know. Like yeah, it was just yeah. the family <sighs> Yeah. It, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like Yeah. 
It, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why it got a 66. Yeah, yeah, exactly, um, exactly. But, yes, Vanessa Kirby, great job on your nomination. Um, good luck at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, really good performance. Really good. Very good. She carried um, the movie, in fact. <laughs> she sure did. She really did. Yeah. Much like Glenn Close in her Billy Elegy. Yeah. Well, no, Amy, Amy Adams Amy is Adams too. too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that about does it for this episode. This was uh, Pieces of a Woman and Another Round. If you enjoyed either of these movies, please let us know. You can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. You can also let us know in the comments section of either SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn and like our pages. Um, if you want to rate and review our show, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We're also now on Spotify, if that's where you prefer to listen to your podcasts. And if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, please follow our, our social media. We have Twitter, at By the Popcorn, and Instagram, at All By the Popcorn Podcast. We also have merch, and we have a YouTube page. Just search All By the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to our channel. And that is it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.